Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is Desert Spring Church's midweek podcast where we take a deep dive into Pastor David's sermons and the devotionals that go along with them. My name is Grant. I will be your host this week and I am the membership director here at Desert Spring Church. This week I'm joined by Chris. Hello. Who is our director of worship technologies and Andy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Who is a member of our praise band and we're very glad to have you. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and start with Pastor David's sermon. Uh, the first bit of it is scripture from Galatians 6, 2, which says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Going from that, he says, Loneliness is a part of the human condition. Biblically, we can trace loneliness all the way back to Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit. It was God's intention that human beings live in community, caring for one another, caring for creation, and dwelling with God. But when sin entered the world, all of this changed. In the story of Adam and Eve, the consequences of sin were immediate. Adam and Eve hid from each other, hid from God, and blamed each other. The brokenness of creation had begun and continues to this day. We live in a world where brokenness results in great struggle. For some, loneliness is that struggle. Every one of us has had, or will have, times in our lives when we experience loneliness. For some, it is a chronic condition. For others, it is an occasional experience. Often, the occasional experiences of loneliness come because of a major event or transition in life. Events like the death of a loved one or a divorce can bring about great loneliness, a loneliness that could last for years. For some, transitions like moving to a new place, graduating from school, or even starting to attend a new church can bring about a sense of loneliness. I remember transferring from the University of Arizona to Northern Arizona University my senior year in college. For the first time in my life, I found myself living in a town I didn't know, with people I didn't know, I did not have friends or a connection to a church or anyone to hang out with, and I was lonely. Yes, even introverts like me get lonely. Can you remember a time when you experienced loneliness? Well, I know for me, uh, definitely a time I was very lonely was, uh, as Pastor David writes here, graduating from school. I graduated from high school and immediately, within a couple of months, moved, or maybe not even a month, moved from Louisiana all the way out here to Las Vegas. Spent about two weeks with my grandparents as we were trying to find a place to live, and then came here, and my focus was just get up, wake up, go to school, come home, do schoolwork. And from the summer of 2016 until about midway through 2018, I didn't even have any friends. I was sort of by myself, and I had classmates that I talked to, but a lot of them were just far enough out of my age range that never really hung out with anyone, and it was definitely a very lonely time for me. Chris, you want to also answer this one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I, I didn't go away for college. I, w- I went to UNLV here. Um, but after college, I moved to Austin, Texas. And I had an aunt and uncle that were living out there. But they actually moved to China uh, for my uncle's work. And at the time, I was working uh, in hotels. So I was working at the Omni Hotel downtown. And I was living at their house, taking care of their dog. Um, but it was outside of town. It was about an hour outside of town. 
And so um, I started this new job. I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't live with anybody outside of a dog. And I lived, you know, an hour outside of town. So it was difficult for me to kind of stay in my work area and kind of gain those relationships that way. Um, I tried to go to some churches. I went to pretty much every Methodist church that was in Austin. And, um, you know, I just didn't, I didn't feel the, the, the message. Um, it was a, kind of a different, different experience for me. And so I felt alone because my normal um, kind of rock of my life, you know, my job, my friends, my church, all changed. Um, and it was really difficult at first. Andy, you got anything you want to share? Sure. Um, I think we can all relate to loneliness and isolation. And uh, the time that it was most prevalent for me was I had a surgery a little over a year ago. And then I had a second one about a year ago. It's in February of last year. And in the aftermath of that surgery, there really wasn't much I could do. I was in a state where my mobility was severely limited. And I was a person who liked to exercise, I liked to go hiking, I liked to take advantage of all the things you can do here in Las Vegas. And I was kind of just stuck at home, laying on the couch, not feeling super great, not really able to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I play in a rock band here in Las Vegas. Uh, I wasn't really well enough to do that. So the, the normal social interaction I had with my bandmates was something that I kind of had to put off for a while. and. Um, that was a pretty tough time because it was just, I I felt like I couldn't really relate to anybody. Nobody could really relate to me and exactly what I was going through and uh, just the recovery was not going well. And I was just kind of confined to home at the time and I felt very isolated. Yeah, and in that situation, you couldn't really do much to improve your situation at that point either, right? You're still just kind of going through PT or whatnot. True. Yeah. I didn't really leave the house much except to go to doctor's appointments. And um, that's actually the same time I started attending Desert Springs Church online. Okay. And I was really grateful that that was an option. At the time, actually, it was the only option because it was still during the pandemic. But uh, that was um, a chance for me to connect with other people indirectly, even though I wasn't honestly really engaging, even though I saw... And Hardy, uh, you know, pop up in the chat. I, I just kind of took a step back and just, just watched and took it in. But it was still an opportunity to know that there were uh, there's a whole community of Christians out there who were welcoming and who were loving. And that was something that was encouraging for me uh, while I was going through that period. Well, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Pastor David continues in his devotional. I remember one day driving to the nearest Methodist church and walking into the office to see if the pastor was available to meet with me. In retrospect, I suspect he had a lot going on. It's not like he was just waiting for someone to drop in. The pastor's name was Travis Kendall, and hearing that I had asked for a pastor, he dropped whatever else he was doing and invited me into his office. We talked for a bit, and it didn't take long to discover that we had a shared past. His father had attended seminary with my grandfather, and they were friends. But Travis wasn't finished. He asked if I had time to take a short drive so he could show me around town. As we drove around the college campus, Travis pointed out different places to me. Then he pulled up in front of the campus Christian Center, took me inside, and introduced me to Reverend Rich Fennig, the campus pastor. 
it would not be long before Rich and I were best friends. Travis invested some time and attention into me, and as a result I found my way at NAU, and a wonderful new chapter of my life began. I am grateful for Travis taking the time. He then asks, Have you had a Travis in your life? Have you had someone in your life who invested time and attention into you at a particularly lonely time, and did so in a way that resulted in not feeling quite so lonely? I've actually got a, a story for this that I, I've been thinking about and I, I really want to share. Growing up, I moved around a lot because I was military and never really had any any real friends. Especially being the new kid, I was, in, I was an easy target for a lot of less than pleasant experiences and it wasn't really until high school that I, I really met anyone who it felt like truly took the time to get to know me and my freshman year of high school, I joined a marching band. And through marching band, I met a guy named Jacob. And Jacob and I, we sort of, we got along kind of well. And we ended up actually going to the same church and the same, the same youth group. And we talked a little bit there. But when I left Georgia to move to Louisiana... He reached out to me, and he actually sent me a song from a band. I don't remember what the band is called. It's a Christian song, uh, Sidewalk Prophets. I do remember mm. the band. A song called The Words I Would Say. You know, and, and, and he said, hey, I know we don't talk a lot, but really, in the time I've gotten to know you, I feel like hearing something like this would be really good for you. And he was right. It was the first time that someone outside of my my blood family had expressed any interest in caring about me wanting to get to know me and we have actually been he's been my best friend for over 10 years now going on 10 years now because I think my freshman year was 2012 and he's one of the very few people I have successfully managed to keep in contact with after moving sometimes that's hard yeah uh Chris have you ever had a Travis yeah, actually, in Austin, um, I was at the hotel, and um, again, like I said, didn't have any friends. Didn't you know? Was basically just going to work and then driving an hour back to to home. And uh, one of the bellmen, Bill Cook, came up to me, um, and he said, "Hey, Chris, do you like music?" And of course, we're in Austin, and I said, "Yeah." And uh, he said, "All right, you're you're hanging with me tonight." And so we got off at eleven o'clock. We were about a, a block and a half away from Sixth Street in Austin, which, if you're familiar with, is kind of like. Um, it's kind of like downtown here or um, like a Beale Street and uh, just music venue after music venue after music venue. And so he took me to a couple. He had um, a couple friends playing. One was a DJ and then um, a jazz band playing. And so we went and saw these two bands and uh, a couple friends walked up to Bill when we were in each, each club and said hi and uh, he introduced me. And then, um, you know, back when we got back to the hotel the next uh, next day when my next shift was on, um, kind of had this new friend and now, you know, we could talk and it was such a small thing, but yet was really looking back at it, you know, kind of a pivotal moment where, you know, I, I wasn't thinking maybe I was going to stay in Austin and I ended up staying for five years and then finally coming back to, to Vegas with my family. But, um, yeah, he made a big impression and we're still, still friends to this day. Yeah, it's awesome. Andy, what about you? You know, it's funny, both of you guys mentioned music in your answers, and, and that's mine too, <laughs> uh, here at Desert Springs. Uh, once I started attending in person, 
I went to a new member orientation and I was chatting with Pastor Lee and I mentioned I play bass guitar and he says, you know, I think the praise band is actually looking for another bass player. And uh, Katie reached out to me that same week and invited me to start playing with the band. And really everyone in the praise band has been a Travis for me. It's been uh, such a great outlet for me. And they've just been so welcoming and, and kind and just kind of brought me in the fold without an audition or anything, which was kind of a relief because I'm not the most polished musician. But um, they've uh, really just welcomed me into the band, and that's been a great um, outlet for me and resource for me. And it's an opportunity to serve the church and to glorify God and also just to have fellowship with uh, Katie and Chalmer and Chris and Jared and everybody in the band. And it's been um, uh, really something uh, it's been a positive part of my life. Yeah, it's really awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I, I think your bass playing is pretty exceptional. Oh, yeah, it's thanks. pretty good. It's pre- pretty good. Pastor David also continues with his next question. Have you been a Travis for someone else, someone in whom you invested at a time when he or she was lonely? There are times in our lives when we have opportunities to positively impact the lives of people who are struggling. I don't know for sure if I've ever been a Travis for someone else, but I definitely I try to be as much as I can. Uh, I'm a judge for a very popular uh, card game called Magic the Gathering, and so m- one of the goals that I strive for uh, there and, and in my life is just making people feel welcome and, and creating communities and this energy that we're all here just to have a good time. So even if I don't know for sure, I definitely try my best to do that. Uh, what about you, Andy? You know, looking at this question, I have to admit, I haven't really been a Travis for somebody else um, as much as I should. The only example I can think of is I had an, an elderly neighbor who is a widow and I would sometimes you know talk to her and check in but you know in retrospect probably is not as much as I should have but um, I think now going through the experience that I've gone through I have more of a duty to really reach out to people and to invest time in people and um, I'm reminded of verses in 2nd Corinthians and I don't have quite the command of the Bible to quote them, but it's something about how we receive strength and comfort through Jesus, and we in turn use that to provide strength and comfort to others. And I think it's uh, my turn to look for opportunities to help uh, provide strength and, and comfort to people who are going through a similar rough time. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with both of you. And what's kind of you know beautiful about it is all three of us obviously have experienced loneliness. Um, but I would say that, you know, at this point, maybe we're both, we're all three a little bit better than our lowest loneliness point. And so you do get that opportunity, like you said, uh, to kind of pay it forward, um, and focus on others. And so, you know, I, I, I'm kind of in the same way. I don't, I can't name somebody that I might've been a Travis for, although it certainly could have been, but, um, but I feel the opportunity. I feel the, the ability that, okay, now I can focus on others. Yeah. Maybe I haven't been there so far, but who's to say I won't be there in the exactly, future? Exactly, exactly. Uh, Pastor David continues with, In my sermon last Sunday, I ended by talking about the importance of our church being a church where people could feel a sense of belonging. 
I asked what it would look like if we were a church that focused on making promises to new people, new members promising to help them experience belonging. I am going to end today by asking you to reflect deeply on two important questions. One, who or what helped you feel like you belong at Desert Spring? And two, what are a few practices we could implement at church that you believe could help people feel like they belong? I would love to hear your thoughts. God bless you, and I hope to see you in church, Pastor Dave. Well, looking at those two questions, um, for me, I feel there's the very obvious answer. Um, as I know, Chris, you know, and Andy, you probably know as well, uh, Lloyd, the office manager here at Desert Spring Church, is my mother. So I had a little bit of an advantage there of feeling, getting to feel like I belong because my mom is my boss. Mm-hmm. Um but other than that, you know, especially when I started working here, that's one of the things I love about my job and I love about the people I work with. It was immediate, just we're happy to have you. We're excited to get to know you. And anyone who has ended up in, you know, community groups or on staff after, it's always that same energy. And I don't know if it's just a talent David has of attracting these people or if it's God's work that's making it happen, but just everyone at Desert Spring, everyone I've ever talked to, both on staff and in the congregation, everyone has always made me feel welcome. Um, I definitely would like to see a couple of community groups aimed towards uh, people more in my my age bracket of early to mid-20s. I know we have a lot of general groups, but it feels like we have that that missing space between high school and uh, adult ministries. And so I know Julie and I have been talking back and forth, and we don't have anything ironed out yet, but I hope that's something we can get to in the future. Excellent. Andy, you got any any thoughts on this? Yeah, well, the first one's easy for me. Uh, I kind of touched on it. The praise band has been uh, particularly welcoming to me, but really it's been everybody here at Desert Springs. Um, the two of you guys, uh, you know, it was great meeting you and I, I feel like I've have a couple new friends, uh, with you guys. Um, most recently I participated in the, uh, Bob Goff, everybody always small group mm-hmm. and, um, got to meet some people who I wouldn't normally meet cause they attend other services, even though I'm trying to convince them to come to the 11 o'clock so they can, <laughs> they can hear us rock out. But um, people like Allison Kerr, um, Laurel Timms were the leaders of my group, and they uh, did a fantastic job leading our group and uh, really made me feel welcome and like I belong. Um, as far as what the church could do to help people feel like they belong, I mean, you know, when I first came here, um, the first time I actually physically came, uh, even people walking out from the previous service would say hello to me and good morning and um julie came by and said hi to me pastor david came by and said hello to me and um there was a new member orientation where uh pastor david even took me around and gave me a tour of the entire church because i think at that point he uh knew that i played bass and he, he was telling me about the specific sound dynamics of the sanctuary and um, <laughs> yeah, how, how great it was going to sound. and uh, Actually shedding a little light on that, uh, because I was there that day for the new member orientation, I remember 
talking with David after that and just how excited he was to have you join us and everything. So very glad you've stuck around. You've been such a blessing to our church, Andy. Well, thanks. I really appreciate that. So um, my answer to the second question is Desert Springs already does a fantastic job with new members, and I'm a, I'm a testament to that. But if I think of anything else, I'll let you guys know. All right. All right. We're going to hold you to that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you mentioned your leaders for your community group, and uh, it just ha- so happened that one of the persons I wrote down was also the leader of my community group, Sean. Oh, cool. Um, he, he and I have worked in the booth for a while. He's not currently working in the booth, but um, but a great person, great personality, very inviting. Um, Julie, obviously, as well. And then, uh, you know, I'm running sound for, for the choir now that they're back, and some of the choir members, you know, are just great. Jody and Jake and Alma and... Um, they're just, they're all really awesome. Uh, as far as implementing, you know, new things for the church, I think one, I, I want that fellowship back, right. Mm-hmm. From, you know, now that we're kind of past or getting past the pandemic. Um, and I would love to see maybe some outdoor, you know, hiking groups or something where we can kind of fellowship and, and talk outside of, um, you know, a worship setting just so I can get, get to know more people. This, this podcast, honestly, to meet, uh, you know, people that sit in that chair, the same as you, Andy, has been great. Um, cause you know, there's a lot of people that go here and I don't know everybody all the time. Um, so just any opportunity to kind of get to know people's stories, I think is what I would like. Yeah. Having, having jumped in the sound booth on Sundays before I was back in school and had to jump out because homework, and getting to help assist on the podcast, especially when it was first getting up and running, some of the people uh, I get I got to meet that other people knew, but I had never met before, has just been truly, truly enlightening. You know, and and maybe this is irrelevant, but just talking about how awesome everyone here is. I, I mean, there are people here who have stories I could just listen to for hours, mm-hmm. like. Jimmy Franklin, for instance, I don't think I've ever, ever heard a story from him that did not impact me in some way hmm. and feel like enriched my life. That's awesome. So with that, you know, thank you, Andy, for coming and being a guest. Thank you, Chris. Uh, this has been an awesome podcast. Uh, thank you to the listeners for joining us and listening. If you're someplace, you can leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you, hear your thoughts on these questions. Uh, We'd love it if you would share the podcast with someone. Maybe you know someone who you feel would enjoy this. Um, And with that, let's end this week in prayer. God, thank you so much for the work you do in all of our lives, for helping those of us who have been lonely, for helping those of us who may be lonely sometime in the future. Thank you for giving us a place that we could all come together regardless of situation you know whether that's we're stuck at home and we need a place even just online to feel like we can connect or we have a way to get down here and maybe that's the only time we get to connect with people is on Sunday just thank you for the space you provide and thank you for the work you do in our lives and the way you're able to transform that feeling of loneliness into something better for your plan and your purpose. All this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.